Welcome to the Talks by SPU Gamesy. Season 3 episode 1. Okay. again with me Nadif and my partner Ihsan as the host in this episode and we are here with an interesting topic to discuss. Nadif, in this episode there is going to be a special guest. Oh yeah, who's that? Um, I guess he is a former president of SPU Gamesi in 2017. Yes, he is Mr. Fauzi Akhyar Habibi. He is an University Gajah Mada alumnus majoring in Geological Engineering. is also known as the former president of SP UGM SC 2017 and 2018, where under his leadership, SP regained its pride by claiming the Outstanding Student Award in 2018 in Texas, USA, as well as an alumnus who claimed eight titles for various intern university competition across Asia Pacific throughout his undergraduate days. He's currently pursuing a master program at Imperial College London, majoring in metals and energy finance, Prior to his postgraduate studies, Mr. Fauzi served as a business development officer at one of Indonesia's leading coal mining contractor. So please welcome Mr. Fauzi to this podcast. Okay, hello, hello. Mr. Fauzi. Uh, thank you so much for coming to our podcast. And how's your day going? Alhamdulillah, everything's going well and thank you very much for having me here. It's my pleasure to be back to UGM. Okay, it's such a pleasure as well for us to can interview you and gain more knowledge uh, about this topic. Okay, so Mr. Fauzi, in this podcast, we're gonna have some chit chat and discussion, especially about your career preparation and other questions uh, related to your stories back then when you were an undergraduate student just like us. Yes, would love to share with you guys. Okay then, uh, so. Um... Moving on, uh, I have some things that I'm actually curious about myself actually. So maybe from uh, from the beginning start is, let's take a step back uh, to when you were still a freshman student at uh, Universitas Gajah Mada. Uh, what kind of activities did you take back then and can you tell the audience uh, why you are taking parts of those activities? Do you have any consideration uh, on joining those kind of activities? Alright, great question Isan. So, you know, You know, I really like to start a statement to start like know your why, because like that's actually like what determines us further. Like uh, when we want to choose something, that's the basis where we consider like what we want to exactly do, right? So back when I was uh, an undergraduate student, I do have the vision. Like you know, uh, I have seen my seniors who are working in the international environment. I was also thinking like I will be dealing with people from cross majors. I mean, I'm a geologist, but I realized that in the long run, it's not that I'm just going to work with only a geologist. I'll be working with people coming from business background. I'll be working with people from psychology background, even from other you know engineering majors. So I do realize that from that point, I need to enhance my communication skills, not just being able to speak basically, because communication is about how when we speak something, when we say about things we know that our partners who are coming from different backgrounds will understand what we are saying it's not about using these complicated terms and then looking smart in front of people right so from that point i realized like okay i cannot just stay at school or like stay behind the desk and then just attend the lecture go for field work and done so that's the reason why i i chose to come to spe Um, you know, being in SPE is actually great. It's a great, like, it was the best thing that I chose back then because I realized, first of all, this is the organization that we have in the engineering department 
that has the cross discipline i've met students you know from civil engineering i met my friends from mechanical engineering chemical engineering um, geophysics geology and many other majors and you know you get once you talk with people once you interact with people you know that there there are points where you need to be able to deliver your ideas in the most simple way so that people can actually absorb them but also like you get to learn more different things from other people as well so this is like my basis to why i start with sp and on on top of that like you know sp is a, a very great platform because it's not just inside universitas gajah mada I realized that in the long run, you know, when you work in one company, there's no way that the whole company is filled by your own friends from the same university. It's always filled by people coming from different universities. If it's from Indonesia, you can talk about friends from ITB, you can see friends from UI, for example, or Brawijaya or uh, IPB and, and so on. So from that point, I was thinking like, you know, it will always be good to know them earlier at this stage because I've always stated like to many different people, It's easier to know it's nicer to know people when we are still like eating bakso together at warung kaki lima rather than knowing them already at certain level it will be you know it will be a different thing when we talk with them in a very informal way it will be it will be uh, you know a very good asset for your long term uh, network and future and that's the reason why I, uh, I choose to be in SPE Okay what an experience Mr Fauzi so when you're still in a undergraduate student in Gajah Mada University, you join SP to enhance the communication skill uh, since you have already set your why, so that will be easier for you to, um, you know, like, um, motivated to join something. And I'm still curious about uh, the your why in joining several activities uh, back then when you're in the undergraduate, uh, as an undergraduate student, like, Is there any like special specific reason why uh, you join that kind of activities besides to enhance communication skill? Okay, so um, you know I love making new friends from different places. If I'm just staying in my place in geological engineering, that means I'll just be talking about rock only, which is boring at some point. <laughs> I don't feel like talking about rock for. 24/7, you know, like 24 hours within the week, you're just talking about the rock and fossil, rock and fossil. It's boring. Come on. So you know, you want to learn something new. You want to know like how new inventions are coming. You know, for example, if you have a chemical engineering friend, I had, I used to have lots of chemical engineering friends as well. They were talking about how they could create a car that is based by you know renewable power, basically, not using normal fuel. So you know, by by interacting with people, apart from enhancing our communication skills we are also like inspired by what people are doing so we know that we we are like expanding the horizon of our mind it's like you are trying to open up your mind to know that the world is evolving the, the world is not just staying at a stationary point you know this is the kind of mistake that i've seen in many people they think like oh the world is not evolving so they are just being too comfortable at, at what with what they are doing So they think like, okay, for me, it's enough to just go to school, come back, school and come back or library, that's it. Even though like, you know, the world is constantly changing. Everybody is trying to find new things. So if we could not keep up with the pace, I'm afraid that we will be left behind. And basically like when we are left behind, we don't know what's actually, what we, how we, we don't have the power to compete with other people. 
So it's not about the competition in the end of the day. It's about how we collaborate with people and how we are, you know, being inspired to move further as a person to be a better person and better individual in many different places. Mister mm-hmm. Fauzi, and from London, from USA, from uh, a developed country, I think it's they are very proactive, and I think proactive is a very good characteristic for us to have. And what do you think makes them proactive? What what what's the important thing to be a, a proactive person from your point? Okay. So um okay, coming back to my previous statement, we know that the world is evolving continuously. So um you know from that point there's the sense of urgency in our own heart that says like okay I cannot just be a person who is just like coming and then do nothing because you know the most expensive asset that every human has is time not money money you can always look for it anytime but this is the kind of thing that always people always forget time is actually the most expensive thing that's the reason why sometimes people in the web as call like time is money i mean i was actually sad like if we compare to our own culture in indonesia some people just do not appreciate time you know as in like you know they walk very slowly as if like ah if you want to for example when it comes to preparation for like job they will think ah let me just prepare later but which is too late in my opinion right? well, if you are as comes from the exposure people you know particular field the fields are not important so to communicate with other people we are talking about and you know, how to manage not be managed just by one to my major today but trust me stanford from the problems like example like how the uh, like the, back then it was ge- this geologist is like we all think as gr- i mean in terms of for example mathematics somebody from submission would be greater than me but the mathematician doesn't know the geology concept so there there needs to be a collaboration right and that's the reason why we are being more proactive in terms of okay what can we do together how can we collaborate in a team so again when it comes to spe i was also doing the same thing the exact same thing i was thinking okay if i know my friends from itb i know you know what's been going on in the actual world we know for example like what the industry demands we know who our future competitors is so from that point is like you know we do have expectations right as a freshman just now we were talking about it like okay uh, our expectation is like okay after graduation we want to work we want to work in this kind of company that kind of company and so on but we do also need to realize like what are actually the requirements that we need to fulfill how how can we actually equip ourselves to be able to fit in that environment okay it's not about again it's not just about competing like competing to get one seat in the job in the job market for example but we are talking about how can we the the adequate skill set or understand what the business uh, coming from there like grow by itself or of like body is like you know you mean from the seventh sky and then i end up you know and then the more that you are actually the starting points the greatness in my opinion Amazing that really open Fauzi. In the previous two still in university, I assume that there will exist reality. And I mean, is there any opinion? Yep, there's a... the fee back then. Most people think it's just this. I used to be in this. This is the biggest people take things for, or preparing for interview. Oh, yeah, this is my weakness. Even though it's beyond that, right? Um, some people also university. Some people I'll start go for you. Uh, all the time later, the world. this doesn't exist just like one day and then like person and so on. Uh, in my opinion, like job search wouldn't be. I apply to jobs and the case because 60 jobs, and even though they have the or something, whether you're from UGM as well, 
So thought like, okay, with good grades, with me going to school, I'm done. I will get a job. That's not the case. So this is the the kind of reality that you better be you better know it from as as early as you could, even if from the freshman year, so that you know within the four year time frame of you being in the university, you know exactly like okay, you you have some sort of checkpoints on what to improve. So that you are not like being left out and you are not like overwhelmed in the end of the day, because some people just left like, like, oh my god, in the end of the day, like, oh my god, I haven't prepared my CV. Oh my god, my CV is is not good, and then like I don't know what to write on my CV. Even if they write something on their CV, it's it's not convincing. So there has to be stages in life that you need to prepare yourself. So uh, and this is the kind of you know again misconception. People think everything can ha- happen instantly, but eventually everything takes the process. That's the biggest misconception that I see. All right, it's actually opened my mind. Uh, like from your statement, evidently, but actually, it's tough process behind it. I, I personally agree with uh, Mr. Fauzi. And still, regarding uh, with the previous question, uh, did the activities that you do uh, when you are in the great undergraduate students have an impact on your career preparation? especially after college life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm very glad it has a really big impact. First of all, um, I'm glad that I'm not afraid to start communicating with people who are older than me. This is one main point. Because back in undergraduate, um, since I was involved in SPE, I deal, I mean, I had lots of communications with people who are like working from various institutions or various companies. Um, from that point, you know, you start learning, okay, how people communicate, basically, how people like, how to com- communicate effectively. I mean, everybody can communicate, everybody can type, everybody can speak, but what exactly you need to deliver at such a very short period of time? Because we know like the people that we are, we are interacting with, for example, you are dealing with somebody from company A, we know that he doesn't have the whole day to just read a very long message, for example, if you are like, you know, proposing something. You need to come up with highlights and ideas that he will be like, okay, it will be a yes or a no, basically something like that, right? So, on that point, I learned like how to communicate effectively and how to start networking. Okay, so you know, talking about networking, some people may think like networking is just like about the number of people that I've talked to, like as if like okay, if I have talked to hundred people, that means I have made hundred networks. That's not the case. This is the kind of misconception also that people have. The real networking is. For example, uh, I'm talking to any of you, right? For example, to Nadif. Okay, we are talking, you know, just about casual stuff. But the idea of networking is, you know, you remember me, I remember you, and in the future time, I still want to communicate with you for any kind of purpose. That's network. Some people think, oh, network is just like, okay, I've talked to this guy, exchange name cards, and then send an email, that's it. And then never communicate anymore. That's not the case, actually. So the idea of networking is about how you communicate so that in the future because we are humans there will always be something that you know you know there will always always be the cross line for each for each um i would say aspect in life you know whether it's a for job preparation frankly speaking guys okay i'm from ugm but the the my friend who helped me like you know to understand the interview of several companies is actually my my close friend from itb again so this help is coming from again from another sector i'm not saying like you have Okay, the competition is there, but at some point you see you see that friendship is actually helping you for many different purposes. Whether it's for interview, whether it's for like just for hanging out or for some other purpose. 
So again, networking is about, I mean, for Muslims, we have, they call it silaturahim, right? It's like a tie in which you just want the tie to be stronger and stronger. So network is just the same. It's not just about like you throw the tie and then you just forget it. You don't even, you don't even remember about like maintaining the connection. So, okay. Going back just now, uh, the question was about the misconception and also about uh, how it impacted. It has impacted on how I grow my network, on how I communicate with people, on how I am inspired. Because uh, to be frank, if you see in my department in geological engineering, everybody was just thinking about going for postgraduate to Japan, for example, or maybe to um, New Zealand. But nobody has ever thought of going to Imperial College. So I was like, why do not I start, you know? It's nice to start something new rather than just being in the same, you know, same bubble. This is this is the kind of uh, mindset I, that I always built. Okay, I think uh, this discussion has become more interesting. And But how about if uh, there are people like... Uh, they are late to join in activities and those kind of things. How about those people? Do you think that's a kind of limitation or is there any alternative to prepare? Well, first of all, it's better to be late than ever. That's number one, right? Uh, well, at, at least, you know, even if you are late, you realize that you are late. When you realize when you are late, it's already a good thing because from that point, you know that, okay, that means you need to put extra effort to catch up with whatever is happening as long as a person has the courage and willingness this is the key willingness because many people are not willing they just want to be spoon-fed this is the kind of people that i've met you know like they thought for example um they thought okay i mean for example just being in spe itself like you know you have lots of opportunities like so many different opportunities but again if you're just sitting inside ugm not going anywhere just doing just inside then you're not getting anything the same thing as like if you are like you know you are you are a fish in the sea if you are just staying in the same spot you will never get your food but if you're trying to swim here and then and there then you'll find your food whether it's from a fisherman whether you find some worm or whatsoever it is basically you need you need to go out to find your food right the same thing so uh there's no such thing called like being too late but The better you start, the better it is. That's the first thing. And the secondly, if you think you're a bit late, that's fine. But you really need to put effort on it. You need to have the willingness because in life, you'll never get anything if you're, it doesn't come out from your own sweat. You know, if you you are not sweating for your own, you are not sacrificing something for your own will or like for something that you are looking for, then you'll never get it. Trust me. <laughs> okay, that's my point of view. Okay, uh, thank you very much. And I think that uh, uh, your explanation actually uh, mentions most of things that are going to be asked after this. Uh, so the question is actually about job preparation. So what do you think, yep. when, when do you think we should start preparing for a job? And what is the first thing we need to do to start uh, our preparation to find a job later on? Maybe I'm still in the fourth semester, right? But what do I need to start? and Actually, when do I need to start? Okay, so as I previously mentioned, the start, it starts from now, basically. From this moment, you know. But where do you start? That's a good question. So, um, firstly, if I were you, I mean, if I were in the fourth semester or sixth semester, 
what I would do first of all, I'll go to LinkedIn, find the kind of related jobs, and understand the requirements. Just keep it simple. For example, the requirement says GPA 3.2, for example,、uh, and then requirement says active in organization and so on. Okay, for example, I mean for you know entry level jobs, right?、Uh, and then you know、uh, strong like goal driven, and then for example team player and so on. So from that point, the good news is you already know what are the requirements. The next thing that you do is how you can. Tell them the actual story that you have been through all those, so that you know you possess all those values. Like for example, if you are a team player,、uh, how can you tell them that you are a real team player? What sort of activities in the university that you have been through, for example? So from that point, it's like when you know, you know, there's a.、Uh, I like I like the statement, you know, from a book. It's called The Art of War, from Lao Tzu. Okay, it's a Chinese war book back then. In I forgot which year. It's a very old. I wasn't born that time. You were not born that time. But anyway,、uh, this book is saying if you know yourself, you know your enemy, then you have all every chance to win. So basically, what what the book is trying to say is like, okay, you need to know what's ahead, right? And then from there, you 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 know what to plan. Okay,、uh, for example, a requirement IELTS seven point five, and then you realize today your IELTS is only for example. Five point five. So you need to increase your points. So from there, you know, from that point, you realize in your own mind, like, okay, I need to make a strategic planning on how I can improve my English. That's the simplest thing. Same goes to CV. Same goes to、uh, cover letter. Same goes to experiences. For example, like, okay, you have the、uh, experience, like working、uh, in an organization.、Uh, let's say you are like、uh, a team leader for a certain group. But apart from there, if you have the time, why don't you go for internships? And it doesn't have to be in the field that you are working on. I mean, it can be anywhere, because I have friends like he's an electrical engineering, and then he works in the bank, and then now he's creating startup, because he wants to combine all these cross major fields, you know,、um, so that he can actually develop something out of it. So again, my point is like, the,、uh, you know, you need to be able to actually like imagine, like how. How your CV is going to look like by the time you are applying for a job, because again, that's like your passport. You know, your CV is your next passport to apply for a job. What you will be submitting is your CV. What you will be submitting is your cover letter. So,、uh, it would be good for you to explore from the beginning. Like you know, you have the imagination, and this is what I was actually inspired by Einstein, because like Albert Einstein, when I read about his book,、um, it was stated that you know he is the type of person who cannot learn based on like just being spoon fed like. Receiving hard facts, as in, for example, one plus one equals to two. He cannot just accept it that way. It has to be based on his imo- imagination, and from that point, that's the reason why he could actually see the various、um, physics theories, like the speed of light and so on, just because of you know his observation. So my point is, you know, when you are like at this stage, then you can you know, you start you need to start imagining about how you want to be in the future time. Portray yourself, like in four years time, but or maybe in two years time, since you are in the fourth semester. Like, what kind of、uh, revolution or what kind of、um, changes am I going to see in myself? This is the kind of question that you need to ask yourself. You don't need other people to answer it. You ask yourself. You answer it yourself, and write it down. Be be co- be committed to yourself. So you write it down. You write today, for example, like make your CV today. Don't delete it, and then keep on, you know, making progress from time to time. 
see the changes from every like two months or maybe one month and then get yourself involved in the new things get yourself talking to other people then then you see the changes in yourself you know and from that point you'll be like ah okay i'm starting to learn you know starting to learn and you know basically like you are inspired by the time you want to start a job you are not limited to just one particular job you can imagine about different kind of jobs because like you know by the time you graduate nobody can guarantee you are working for example as a a field engineer myself i even though i was this close to be a field engineer in the in the end of the day i become somebody in the coal mine but you know it doesn't matter where where life goes basically but what matters is about how you create your competence you know so that you can fit into different kind of roles or uh, at, at various industries so again to sum it up preparation starts from now um, do it while you can don't postpone and understand what's needed so that you know you tell yourself to prepare yourself during that time so for example by the time you have your free time later on instead of wasting it for i mean you can have your vacation of course but you don't just spend it for a vacation but you can definitely like okay why don't i take a course on python for example why don't i try to improve my english by okay let me fly to singapore for one week have a holiday there but i'll be speaking english continuously then i'll be speaking in english for example or maybe have in, an internship uh, for like two weeks or three weeks with what united nations for example i mean these days there's nothing impossible right there's always there is always a platform there's always a gate if you are willing to find it that that's that's the point that i want to you know highlight okay that's such an interesting point actually so we have to uh, if i can sum up a little bit uh, so we have to imagine and visualize our dream job or a person who we want to be in the future and after that we have to dig deeper about the requirements that actually uh, needed to fit in uh, the, 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 that kind of dream jobs and and after that we can improve our value and to match the requirements and also create our competence through that okay it's actually mind-blowing i haven't i never thought about it like the uh, the step of it so it's actually kind of helpful and to our listeners and also for me personally and to applying for a job uh, i think we here want to talk about your experience in uh, especially especially when you got your first job like is there any challenges or how to adapt uh, since first you become students and now you have uh, to be a full-time worker like is there any hurdles or difficulties that you overcome back then okay the main difficulty that i faced first day was um they expect you to learn yourself there'll be minimum supervision in university we always have kakak class or you know like tutor in a particular subject or you can email your lecturer anytime to ask for a few things when you when you're working you don't really have a supervisor sometimes it's not that you don't have supervisor at all but you know those guys are expecting a result from you not basic questions sometimes i'm not saying this happens all the time it's not like you can't ask anything but there's this um demand or like tendency where they are expecting you to learn yourself and figure it out figure figure out like your your you figure out your solutions by yourself basically this is the biggest challenge that you know they will never teach you in campus so when you are exposed to unexpected things in life you know 
as in like uh, new problems and you are supposed to solve your own problem in a in a very limited time then you know you start like doing your best for example on how to do your research when it comes to working it will be a totally different thing you know i mean we are exposed to google for example but how do we do that it requires practice and practice and exposure of course and then secondly um you know the, the biggest difference that i felt was like kuliah is like uh the 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 military camp as in like that's the training ground okay like okay when you are in university you still can make mistakes somebody will correct you but when it comes to work people are expecting results they don't always tolerate mistakes i'm not trying to scare anyone here or something but basically you know because you're working it's commercial it's a project commercial project where people are you know where money is rotating there so if you are make if you are playing around you know you make you may be a you may be the cause of the loss of a company for example that could be a case as well so my point is um the biggest prop the biggest difference would be like on how you manage you you manage to do your job or your work in a manner where you could actually excel in everything with minimum mistakes i mean in campus you, you know there are always stages right for example you are being introduced to chapter 8 and then in this chapter the 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 lecturer will be giving the uh, theory and then you have several exercises they'll give you the homework and then they'll come the with test in the final day so there is this stage where you know you learn the transition and it's very you know you have the time frame but in work sometimes they expect you to learn something new just like tomorrow i'm expecting something so you like it or not you don't sleep that night just to learn about something something that you have never never learned before for example so that's the reason why it's important for you to start like uh getting exposed to many different things not only something from your department or from your major or from your field of study but also from other fields so that by the time people are speaking with a general a common language you know that okay it's not like you are totally lost you know you know that okay it's related to this and you know where to refer this is the idea okay because like if you if you ask me for example now in my in my major okay it's not work in my work it was like a very cross you know cross discipline field we have people from everywhere guy from mining engineering nuclear engineering and so on in my current field i'm working with people who are having a finance background who are having the accounting background uh metallurgist as well uh petroleum engineer as well but again you know it requires you to uh, dig deeper example like on how you can um identify the problem when somebody's say like the lecturer is stating something it, So maybe some of us are not very much familiar with it but we need to find identify it as soon as we could with a very such uh, with a very limited time period so the idea is uh when get your that's why it's important for you to get yourself exposed understand different kind of i mean you don't have to be the expert of it but at least you know what's happening when people are talking about something you can relate then from that point that you know you can actually start uh identifying the problems identifying the solutions and you know it will be actually a good asset for you when you start working later on those are my two cents okay amazing explanation mr fauzi uh 
you mentioned about the need of exposure or exposure to other backgrounds, right? And I assume that we need networking to start that kind of exposure. And actually, what what's the main thing? I mean, where do we start to make a networking? And is there any types of manner in networking, in professional networking, so that yeah, we do it in a profe- professional way? Well, you know, networking. Uh, okay, if we talk about networking, let's keep it at a very simple way. Do you know how I start networking? I'll just smile when he smile. When he smile, I smile. When we make eye contact, we smile and then shake hand. That's already networking. And then, hi, I'm Fauzi. What's your name? Where are you from? You see, that's already networking. So, you know, to start, it's actually very simple. You don't really have to over-engineer things, okay? Like, I mean, there are certain, okay, ethics, for example. Of course, you don't see bad things in front of him. You don't start talking about politics on your first meeting. You know, yeah, I mean, you don't start telling him about what you dislike because he doesn't care about what you dislike, for example. But when you start networking, it's like what the idea is getting to know what he's doing, show your interest about what other people, show your appreciation and interest towards what other people are doing, right? So from that point, I mean, the conversation will flow. It's just like a river, you know, it's just like water flow. And then you know, you'll find similarities, you'll find dissimilarities. And then from that point out, you know, okay, whether this person could be the one who would, you know, continue uh, connecting with us because of the similarities or not. So that's that's a very, um, that's, in my opinion, that's how you start. You know, it starts with a smile, man. All right, like, I haven't, uh, it's, it's such a, what, it's like a good explanation about it since Yeah, I know that uh, we all know that uh, like networking can be a start, can start with a simple way, as simple as smile to a person, like to each other. And like as you mentioned before, uh, at work, we we are expected to do a lot of things, right? So it has um, we we have to we have to like. Uh, struggles about managing time and managing maybe pe- managing people and managing our agenda maybe can uh, a lot of people say that work can be overwhelmed somehow so i really curious about how you manage time like how you prioritize your activities like how is it uh, mr fauzi can you share to us <laughs> yes i can share it with you so to make it very simple, a common ground for everybody here. Uh, how many hours do you have in a day? 24. 24 hours. 24, exactly. Okay, so roughly, let's assume one third is for um, resting and a bit of fun. One third should be for work and one third should be for, well, basically socials, you know? Like, you know, you have eight hours for each, eight hours of sleep or, and a bit of fun of your social media, eight hours of working on yourself and eight hours for a bit of leisure and socials. For example, you do your workout, you maintain your health, and then you also, uh, you know, connect with people, you make net, uh, you uh, you hang out with your friends. So um, it really starts from there, you know. It's about how from the 24 hours, I try to see, okay, If I have all these plans in my in my list, so the question is, how many hours within that 24 hours am I going to allocate for that? 
let's assume you are done with the eight hours because of course you'll be sleeping. Let's assume you sleep for six hours and then the two other two hours you'll be on Instagram, for instance. Okay, but uh, so it means you you have another 16 hours, right? So from that point, I try to see, okay, how many hours am I gonna uh, spend for like eating, drinking, uh, lunch, and other other you know, non basically like the basic stuffs. So from that point, I realized, okay, when I when I put things in order, okay. I know that which one is actually the most important one as in okay which one is coming the closest okay you have your school jobs for example you have your application to apply for jobs you also have um, some catch-up sessions with your friends so basically as you grow older you know like okay i need to do this first instead of that you need to be able to say yes to yourself and say no to yourself don't be afraid to you know disappoint people just because you say no it would be better to disappoint people rather than you be regretted to yourself because you know by the time you you regret it's something that you will never buy back even with one billion dollars man this is the kind of mistake that the kind of regret that people always remember people think ah okay they say yes just because to please other people rather than saying no and then they are working on something but again it's not Uh, saying no doesn't mean like you know you are avoiding missions this is the kind of misconception as well that people have for example they say no I have this and that and then suddenly they are just having hanging out or something I mean I, I've seen this as well but my point is you know when you are about to enter something when you're about to do something you you know your limit you know you know your focus basically like A is A B is B that's why back when I was in SPE I told my friends I told my team We don't need to be like other chapters thinking about creating 30 events in a year or like 60 events in a year. What's the point? It's not about the number. It's about the quality and the kind of impact that it brings to you. Because in my opinion, I, I told people, I don't need to show the world, for example, you know, SPUG, UGMSC has like 50 events and then like ooh, big collaborations and so on. What's the point? I mean, if the big collaboration brings a real impact to us, yes. But if it doesn't bring anything, if it's just for gagah-gagahan or just to show people like, oh, we have done this and that, what's the point? The pride comes at the end. What you need to focus on is in the quality of what you are delivering. Okay. So going back to your point, uh, to your question about how you prioritize, basically, you know, you have many options in life, and life is be- between B and D, right? B is birth, D is death, and then you have C in the middle, which is choice. So. You know, you have every choice in life. Whether you want to go in a bar to drink, or you want to hang out with your girlfriend or boyfriend, and blah blah blah. It's all your choice, basically. But you need to be responsible for everything. This is the point that I need to highlight. Okay. Uh, I mean, look, my friends here in the UK. I mean, the kind of entertainment that they have is like they go to the bar. But people are always responsible for what they do. It's not like if they go to the bar, they drink, and then they forget about everything. No. This is the kind of misconception that I see, also see in many Indonesians, my own friends. Many of them, them think, ah, okay, when I when I play around and I forget everything. No, you have to be responsible to what you are choosing, basically. So if you are, for example, if you are a student, you need to study, then you need to allocate some time to study. Forget about playing with your friends. You can play like during your break, your, during your libur semester, your semester break, basically. Yeah, so that's how you, you know, putting priorities is like you choose you make it happen 
All right. So actually, uh, the main thing of prior prioritizing is uh, being responsible of our choices, right, Mr. Fauzi? And uh, as we know that you are currently a, a student, a master student, right? Uh, and I think that's one of your choices as well in life. And can you tell me about the perspective of choosing that decision after direct? Uh, well, not directly after undergraduate, but what? What makes you think that I think it's the right time to to take my master degree right now rather than continuing my career in maybe in other aspects in life? Mm, good question. So first of all, I was thinking the good thing about me when I was working, I wasn't dating anyone, I wasn't married, so I'm a free guy. I can do anything I feel like. My own my my main responsibility is to make my parents happy. I mean, I've, I I don't need to make any other people happy except my own parents. This is number one. So knowing that, look, okay, I have my savings because I save up throughout my work. I don't spend it on unnecessary things. And then I have my time. I have my energy. I was thinking, okay, with enough working experience, I was thinking this is the time. Because imagine, for example, okay, if you are married, I'm not saying if you are married, it will be impossible for you to do masters, but there will be more challenges that you'll be facing. For example, if you're married, then you know you're entitled to your wife or your husband, and then you're entitled to their family as well. Their family will be like, ah, how long will you be going? We can go for a long-distance relationship, and all these um, considerations, basically. I'm not saying it's impossible, but there will be more considerations as you grow older. So my point is, uh, the first thing, of course, when you are When you have the time, you have the energy, you have the source of funding, whether it's from scholarship or, or your own money. Basically, if you have the option, go for it. Because education is the most expensive asset, in my opinion. It's not something that you know you redo. If because I have a few friends as well, they are like doing their uh, postgraduate degree at a later age. But you know, since they already have their family, they have their kids, so they have less less time for things that you know. For them to explore within the time that they are like doing all these stuffs. For example, you have student uh, student activities in your university. If you're imagine if you are married or if you have two kids, then you'll be thinking, ah, I don't think I can join that activity because I need to take care of my kid. You know, things like this are happening in when you grow older. So uh, that would be the main consideration. And if you if you get accepted, especially if you come to a top school. You know, you know, you'll be meeting new people. You'll be ins- more inspired. So, uh, it's not. It's like at the age of 25, 26, it's like your mature age. To you know, you already have like two, three years experience. You know what's been happening in the industry. So by the time you are stepping forward, you know what you are doing. It's not like you are coming fresh from the oven from university and then you don't know what you are doing, and then suddenly you're going to university. But basically, you, you already know what you have done. You have done throughout work. You know how the industry works. So that's the point. You try to enrich your um, and sharpening your uh, technical knowledge. So from that point, and then you enrich your network. More people will offer you the job, right? And you'll be you'll have like you know opportunities coming to you. So that's that's how I see it. I mean, it's 2022. We never know when the world is gonna end. So better do it sooner when you can. <laughs> Right, such an amazing consideration, Mr. Fauzi. So education, such a big investment, yeah, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sadly, we are going um, on the end of our section. 
So I uh, maybe our listeners are really curious about uh, the message that you want to convey. So is there any message that you want to convey to the audience or to our listeners, especially uh, the youngsters or students that are still maybe struggling about their undergraduate life here in college? Okay, first of all, I would like to say, don't be afraid to explore. I mean, look, you are young, you are free. I mean, yes, you have your parents uh, who will, you know, Uh, tell you about limitations. I mean, don't be afraid to explore for new opportunities. Okay, you will never get anything if you just stay on your chair. This is my main message, and I always repeat this to many people. People think that uh, you know you'll be spoon-fed, but eventually in life you have to go out and find your own food. That's just life. So never ever think that you're comfortable enough, and then you're just staying in your place and not doing anything. This is the biggest mistake, number one. And please don't do that. Work on it. Number two, um, time is something that you will never be able to buy. Okay, so don't waste your time. Even if you have one billion dollars right now, you'll never be able to buy your time. So just don't waste your time on something that will never, um, you know, that doesn't really, uh, that doesn't make in a good influence on your life. I mean, it's always good to you know have networking session and so on. But remember to put things in proportion. Some people, you know, they go for networking for like 24 hours, which is wrong. You know, it's like you need to know your proportion on everything in life, whether it's for studying, whether it's uh, for working out for your body, uh, for your health, whether it's for networking, whether it's for having fun. You need to know that each of these are, you know, you need to make proportions for each of these. And you need to be con- on. Uh, you need to have the control on your own priorities, on your own time. Don't let these things control you. For example, some people are getting distracted with Instagram. For example, they can open Instagram for like five hours a day, and with Instagram they are doing nothing practically, right? So I'm not saying Instagram is bad. I myself I use Instagram, but the point is, you need to know basically how to limit your own self, like how to control your own, manage your own time. Do it from now because in the future time you'll have your work, you'll have more responsibilities to come, and this will be very important. And uh, lastly, I would say don't forget to always like um, pray a lot. Um, it's the month of Ramadan; it's a good time to pray as well. Uh, but my my point is like you know, it's it's actually in the end of the day, it will be the Almighty who will open up the gate for you. What you have to do is you have to you know in in islam i'm a muslim so I, i would say in islam you have to say you need to have the ikhtiar ikhtiar means the effort that you put but but the takdir or the fortune it will come in the end so you need to put that ikhtiar a very big amount of ikhtiar and then you know the basically the opportunities will come by itself so yeah thank you guys for having me uh, i think those are my three key messages that i could you know uh, give you all uh, to close our chit chat for today All right, thank you very much, Mr. Fauzi. I think we've talked, mentioned a lot of things throughout this podcast, and we can learn a lot about uh, our uh, duties as a student, as well as our preparation to later on after we graduate uh, of being uh, exposed to other backgrounds. Also, uh, we need to be a very responsible person about our choices, and also many things that we can learn from this podcast. 
And I think uh, this is the end of uh, our time here. And uh, but maybe if we want to ask question, we can ask you through your LinkedIn or maybe your email, right, Mr. Fauzi? If you want more to know in other times. Yes. So, let's thank you very much, Mr. Fauzi. And maybe Nad, if you want to mention other things. Okay, it's such a cool experience. Personally, uh, have a chit chat and discussion with you, Mr. Fauzi. I really glad to uh, can interview you, and we also here really thankful for you uh, to sh- for sharing experience and your perspective. I learned a lot today, and we hope that listeners are also learn something special about this topic. And we hope we can uh, meet next time in person in a better situation after the pandemic is done. I mean, hopefully you guys can come to London and visit me here. I mean, I mean, <laughs> we never. I mean, you know, it, I, I think what we say is a prayer, right? So I mean, yeah, we say I mean. I'll do my best to get there, Mr. Fauzi. <laughs> and okay, once again, I want to say thank you very much for the time, and uh, I wish your future success uh, throughout your studies and your career as well. Hopefully, after you finish your master degree, degree you can chase after what you've been dreaming for these past years. <laughs> I mean, yeah. all right. Thank you so much, guys. It's my pleasure being here. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Mr. Fauzi. And also, lastly, for our listeners, don't forget to always look up our next information on our social media. Follow us on Instagram at spugamesi and visit our website on spugamesi.id. And thank you, and see you on the next episode of the Talks by SPUGMSC. Okay, goodbye. goodbye.